and so it's so important to to realize and to to to, to be to be very 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 vigilant what will it take to give the enemy no place for one you'll need to know your enemy and how he invades to answer these and more let's look at essential life nuggets our Lord Jesus had for the Church of Sardis and the detailed historical setting that brings this insightful message to life. Now join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International family on this timely message, Give the Enemy No Place. Welcome into God's presence. I trust everyone had a blessed week. I had a wonderful week. I had a good week. God is good. Let's all say that this morning. God is good. Say God is good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Uh, all right, so let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. In, if you are joining us for the first time, we've been in this season going through the book of Revelation, the letters to the seven churches. And um, I hope this is helping. It is helping us adjust in areas we need to adjust, drawing closer to God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may your life be transformed by this message this morning in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So this, it's significant. Um, John had been, I'll, I'll, catch, I'll catch you up where we've been, just a summary. John had been cast into an island called Patmos, and it was as a result of his faith in the Lord Jesus. The Roman emperor cast him away uh, on an isolated island, and in that cave of Revelation, if now call it the cave of Revelation, it's in present-day Turkey, he had a revelation. Think about it. Someone is trying to persecute you with a goal to get you away from God. And in the midst of it, you have a revelation. <laughs> oh, my Lord and my God. You may be going through a difficult time. But in the midst of this season, I pray may you encounter the Lord Jesus. I pray may Jesus reveal himself to you. If you believe that, say amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let's turn our Bibles to Revelations. Now we are the, in, in, in um, we are talking this morning, we'll be looking at the Church of Sardis. And we look at, put up the, uh, the map for the, um, the seven churches, please. We have been looking at different churches. We spent two, two I mean, this, this ones I can spend weeks, weeks and weeks on it. So I'm condensing a lot of material uh, in, 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 in one message. We talked about the, we've talked about Pergamum or Pergamos. We've talked about Semena. We've talked about Ephesus. We talked about Philadelphia. Last week we looked at Tartera. Um, and today we are looking at Sardis. And the, 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 the messages are written in order. If you start at Ephesus, it, they, it's, they almost call it like a mill road. The millman could go round. Um, and it starts at Ephesus, Semena, Pergamon, Tyatara, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. That's the order. And it's significant because the road to that, through that area goes like that from, from, from the west to the east and and so with that background let's go to revelations 3 revelations 3 thank you lord jesus he says and to the angel of the church in sardis write these things says he who has the seven spirits of god and the seven stars i know your works that you have a name that you are alive but you are dead be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, 
if you will not watch i will come upon you as a thief and you will not know what hour i will come upon you you have a few names even in sathers who have not defiled their garments and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and i will not blot out his name from the book of life but i will confess his name before my father and before his angels he was an ear let him hear what the spirit notice this says to the churches so you might say i mean what's the significance of these messages these were written to i mean first century believers what does it mean to me and if, as we are sitting here i don't know if you notice the trend but the messages that apply to these churches applies to us now hundreds of years afterwards and so just receive it he says he was on here let him hear what the spirit says to the churches i pray in the name of jesus may god open your spiritual ears to hear what god is saying in jesus name if you believe that say amen, amen. thank you lord jesus let's 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 start at the beginning he says and to the angel of the church in Sardis, right now that word angel there is significant it's a messenger one sent with a special message and in this context it actually refers to the pastor of the church you, you see um, like for instance this week I just went out and um, distributing flyers and inviting people to church and you say a pastor you do that yeah I do that that's it doesn't exempt me from that but but I went out there and I, I was talking to uh, I'm running to this and I was surprised how people were receptive to the word of God normally after doing this season I've just been leaving the flies on the door but this, I just said let me try and talk to people and it's interesting that they were so receptive no one said no and I met this gentleman and he said his name was Angel and and and, and uh, it just reminded me of this verse and as I was talking to him he said pray for me I'm, I, I, I'm facing a potential prison term for something that I didn't do and he said that he was a Christian he says I'm going through a difficult time with my job and some other things going on in his life he said pray for me at that time, and at that moment, I, I thought about this verse. I am sent to him. I am an angel to him. You see, and I prayed with him, and he was so encouraged. If you are watching in another nation or wherever you are watching from, you see, your pastor is an angel to, to you. He's sent to you. Don't criticize him. Help him. <laughs> do, do the amen. Disagree <laughs> with me. <laughs> Very timely. <laughs> but in this season, the harvest is ripe around us. I pray in the name of Jesus, may God help you and use you in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me give us a background about Sardis. So Sardis, um, please put up the, the little map, the little orange one. Sardis was a very, pro, a very, no, a very rich town. They were, very, they were a very rich town. And, and what happened was that um, there was a certain king, King, king Croesus, who ruled and reigned in that town. And they had become very, very secure in, 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 in who they were. They, they, I mean, they felt that they become actually arrogant and smug about their security and felt that no one could take them over. And what was happening in what happened in Saturday, Saturday says, gradually, the, there was a castle that he lived in, or, or the Acropolis, which was sitting on top of a hill. And what was happening is there were geological movements going on in the area that they weren't aware of. And gradually, it was eroding 
the foundations of the city. And so, uh, let's, let's put up the, the, the other ones as well. And so, the, the, they weren't aware of the erosion going on in the city. They weren't aware of the geological issues that were happening. So the story of Sardis is one of neglect. This historical background will help us as we go along. Now, so, so, so Jesus, one time, these people, um, the, the Persian army came against them. And when they came against them, they weren't aware of what was going on. There was, a set, there was a certain soldier sitting at the top of the Acropolis, and he lost his helmet. When he lost his helmet, his helmet fell down. He was going, trying to go down, get it, and then he noticed a crack in the foundation of the city. So he slipped through the cracks and retrieve his helmet and by this time the Persian army for two weeks they tried to take over the city they couldn't take it and they had been sitting outside the city and observing and so when they saw this 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 army person go th slip through the cracks retrieve his helmet and slip through and go back to the to top of the acropolis they said wow this is how we are going to take the city this, this is how they are going to take this city. And so one day, while they were sleeping, while they were comfortably sleeping at night, the enemy slipped through the cracks. Remember, I have that expression, sleep through the cracks. They slipped through the cracks, and before they realized, the enemy had taken them over. <laughs> this, 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 this will help us. So Jesus is writing to this church, and he says, he who has the seven spirits of God. Now, let's, 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 doesn't mean that there are seven Holy Spirit. We don't have time to dive into it. But he's referring about having the fullness. Remember, seven in the Bible is a symbol of perfection. He has the fullness of the spirit that is available to them if they are going to listen to his instruction to be able to come out of where they are. And then he's talked, that is referenced actually in, in, in Isaiah 11 where he references the different manifestations of the Spirit of God, but it's all one Holy Spirit. And if you read Isaiah 11 from verse 2, he says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. This is the sevenfold man station of the spirit of God so he's saying I have the and, and interesting also Sardis was a very dark place spiritually and in in the midst of the darkness gospel ministers went there with the light of God and a church was actually founded in that place. we trust you're being blessed by this message word mission church international diverse church family Located at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80915, right here in Colorado Springs. Make plans to join the WMCI family in person Sunday at 10 a.m., Saturday at 6 p.m., and Wednesday prayer and teaching at 6 p.m. To join us online for live streaming services, find Word Mission Church International on Facebook or YouTube. Like us on Facebook, 
subscribe on YouTube to be notified when we stream live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to download a free book, What Every Christian Needs to Know. Also, download free prayer cards to pray the scriptures over your children, marriage, and so much more. Your kids will love our kids' online church, where they can play Bible trivia games, download Bible coloring pages, and so much more. Text or call 719-235-5535 with any questions. Now, let's continue with The Word with Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church family. Brings me to a point this morning. I don't know the darkness that you may be facing. I don't know the darkness that you may be in. But I do know a God that the more dark it gets, the brighter it gets. Beyond Jesus is allowed in. There was sin abounding in this city. Gradually the city degenerated. It became morally filthy. But in the midst of it all, where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds. It doesn't matter how dark it is in your life. I can assure you by the living God, if you give Jesus an opportunity, if you will give him the chance, if you open that door for him, he will come into your life and transform it around. If you believe that, say amen this morning. I don't care how dark it is in a city. I don't care how dark it is in a family. I don't care how dark it is in your life. This morning, Jesus is saying to you, if you will give me the opportunity, if you let me come in, I will take that situation that is in turmoil. I will take that situation that seems that it cannot be turned around. And I will come in and turn it around and you will see my hand at work in your life. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God, the presence of God is here. Oh, glory be to the name of the Lord. So he's saying that I have the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Now in Revelation chapter 1 verse 16 and verse 20, you will notice that he refers to those pastors as stars. Pastors are stars in the sense that they are a guiding light for their congregation. They are a guiding light for people to bring them into the kingdom of God. In Daniel chapter 12 verse 3, he says that they that turn many to righteousness shall shine as stars forever. So she treasures these, these people. Then he goes on to say, I know your works. That you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. And we, we spend a, quite a bit of time on that word works. That word is not talking about the gift of salvation, which is made free, and then the other gifts that are made freely available to us. It's talking about what you do what, when you are after you are saved. And someone will ask, how do I get saved? If you are watching or listening to this and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, just say, Lord Jesus, I call on your name. I believe. The Bible says that if you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, you will be saved. Just say, Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. I confess you as Lord of my life. And you will be saved. He says, whoever calls on the Lord will be saved. But the ways that he's talking about here refers to what we do after we get saved. It's, 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 it's significant. And so he says, I, when he says, I know your works, he's saying that I know you personally. 
I know this church. I know you. And, and, and it's sometimes when, it's, when we say God knows us, it's, 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 it's like he knows my address. He, he, but the thing is, he knows. It's not supposed to be a fearful thing. It's supposed to comfort you somehow in this season and say God knows me. He knows my ups and my downs. He knows the difficulties that I face. He knows the challenges that I face. He knows the things that I go through as well. But then your works refer to what you do after you get saved. And he's saying that I know you have not, this is not what somebody said to me in prayer. I've been in the churches. It's walking in the churches. And he knows exactly what is, going, what is going on. So I'm reporting from that standpoint. In the name of Jesus, God knows you. Then he goes on to say that you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Now, if you read that this church of Sardis, you realize that this was a church, some of compared to some of the other churches that we have looked at, they were suffering persecution. This church wasn't suffering any persecution because it says you have a name. That word name means you have a reputation. You used to be, but now, and, and outwardly, if somebody is looking at you out, on the outside, you have a name that you are alive, but in reality, you are dead. Have you seen anybody persecuting a dead person before? No, 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 no. A dead person is gone. You try pinching a dead person and see if he reacts. <laughs> if you are dead, no one is going to persecute you. And you see, it's, it's some way, somehow, I don't know how it is, but the church does very well when it's persecuted. I don't know, I don't know. Some way, I, we rise up when we are persecuted and somehow we say, no, we will stand for God. In the name of Jesus. So these, these people are they already dead. Can you offend a dead person? No, 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 there's nothing you can do to offend a dead person. He's dead. <laughs> so he says that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. So you have a reputation on the outside that you are alive, but in reality, when I'm observing and looking at your works, you are not alive. You see, you see man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. So God looks beyond the outside, and he looks deep within. To determine what is actually going on. Then he goes on to say. Be watchful. And strengthen the things. Which remain. That are ready to die. For I have not found your works. Perfect before God. Now these people understand exactly. What he's saying to them. When he says. Be watchful. That, that word watchful there. Notice, notice, notice this. Uh, it, it, it actually talk, talks about. If from, 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 from the standpoint that he's coming from, it means stay alert. Don't, 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 don't take things for granted. Actually, stay watchful. Be on the alert. It means to be on your guard, to be watchful or to be attentive. It denotes the watchful attitude of one who makes certain that no enemy can successfully gain entry into his life or into a place of residence. Thus, it means to be on high alert. It is an attitude that never lets up. It pictures one who is wide awake to make certain outside forces never sneak up to attack and overtake him these people understand exactly what he's saying to them you are awake so that the enemy does not gain any place turn with me to first peter 5 8 notice this first peter 5 8 thank you lord jesus notice this glory be to the name of the lord stay watchful it, this is the time to do that he says be sober be vigilant 
because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. Notice this. Seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Now he says, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, your enemy, one who is opposed against you, he goes about like a roaring lion. Notice he's not a lion. He's a roaring lion. Now, the word adversary there means a lawyer who argues in a court of law, a prosecuting attorney, a prosecutor who argues vehemently against the accused, an accuser who attempts to bring a guilty charge against a person on the basis of information from past action or deeds, an attorney who brings formal charges against the accused based on some legal violation. So when he says to these people, be watchful, stay awake, don't fall asleep spiritually. Because if you do, similar to what the Persian army did to this king and took over the whole city, there might be a foundation while you are asleep, while you are being negligent and not paying attention to your foundation, a crack is developing and the meaning of the word adversary is someone who is looking for a foothold so he can prosecute you or so he can gain entrance, so stay watchful. <laughs> Be vigilant. Don't go to sleep spiritually. Because if a crack is developing in your foundation, that is what the enemy is looking for. So he can sleep through and gain access while you are sleeping. So it says be vigilant. Be sober. That's exactly what happened inside us. They had a reputation that we were alive. But some way, somehow, they had fallen asleep. They, had, they, had, they, they were being negligent. Jesus comes and wakes them up and says, be watchful. Be watchful. And it's an instruction to all of us. Sometimes you, 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 you see why you are asleep, why, 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 you are, why you are not paying attention, the enemy is looking for that legal foothold. Because if you are a Christian, he cannot just come in and take you over. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 says, notice this, Ephesians 4 27, he says, let, let, he says, nor give place to the devil. Your adversary is opposed against you, but you see, he cannot give any, gain any place till you give him place. The devil doesn't play nice. He doesn't play fair. If you give him a small opening, next over, you see him in the laundry room, you see him everywhere. <laughs> so he's saying, give him no place. That means that the enemy cannot get any place in you if you are a child of God unless the place that you give him. And that is what he is looking for to gain access. So he's saying that stay watchful, be vigilant. Word Mission Church International, diverse church family, located at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80915. 
right here in Colorado Springs. Make plans to join the WMCI family in person Sunday at 10 a.m., Saturday at 6 p.m., and Wednesday prayer and teaching at 6 p.m. To join us online for live streaming services, find Word Mission Church International on Facebook or YouTube. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube to be notified when we stream live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to download a free book, What Every Christian Needs to Know. Also, download free prayer cards to pray the scriptures over your children, marriage, and so much more. Your kids will love our kids' online church, where they can play Bible trivia games. Download Bible coloring pages and so much more. To partner with us to spread the gospel, please text GIVE to 719-235-5911. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to learn more. Text or call 719-235-5535 with any questions.